Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 22 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have but to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto and entering the Forest of Death. Oh yeah, this is a pretty good one. We're we're pretty close to uh, Halloween, even though it was a complete month ago. But I mean, like this is a completely Halloween-themed episode, right? This is the episode after Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? Oh God, I'm off by a month. Let's just jump in. Okay. Well, hi everyone. Uh, uh, all of our American listeners, I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving and, and welcome. All you English people, back. I hope you had a nice Thursday. Yeah, great. Just a generally <laughs> good Thursday. Yeah, um, pretty pretty good Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> it's also weird to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving because we're recording this like a week and a half before Thanksgiving. But whatever. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I have a have a mini celebration happening this weekend because I'm playing in a in a, a Grand Prix for Magic the Gathering. If you don't know, I am a nerd. nerd so I am I am uh, playing Magic the Gathering up in uh, Grand Prix Portland. So I mean, if anybody saw me there, you didn't. Um, so, yeah, this is two <laughs> weeks from now, so it's fucked. Uh, yeah, for real. We should probably tweet about this. I hope you saw the tweet that we'll send out. <laughs> <laughs> this time displacement. I'm. This is something that I noticed. Uh, Jay and Miles are really good at like planning ahead their episodes, and I have not gotten the hang of it. I've definitely done that where I was like, "Oh, I should talk about how I'm going to be at this thing," but this episode will be out after I have been there. <laughs> so we'll get the we hang plan. of it, you guys. We're. It's only 22 episodes in. Oh, God. Now I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going we're gonna to jump basically right in. Um, there's, yeah. there's a lot of Naruto catch-up to do. I'm going to so, um, do... going to uh, kind of blitz through that. Yeah, I'll do another plug for our subreddit, too, before we get going. That's pretty new. We, I guess we should re-record the outro because we should put that in there. But uh, as a reminder, subreddit, it's brand new. There's not a lot of content there right now. Basically, we're just posting back episodes until we get current. But um, if you want to stay in touch with us, um, that's a great way to follow us. It's reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Please go there. Subscribe to the page. um, Go ahead and comment on the episode posts if you have something you want to say or questions you want to ask. Um, if you would like to submit your own post for discussion, that's cool. If you guys think that would be a fun place to make a little community to talk about anime, I think that would be a great choice. Um, and any questions or, uh, comments that we think are funny or people that we think are cool, um, anything like that, we're always looking for social media interactions that we can reference on the show. So if you guys have anything to talk to us about or ask us or, um, just any kind of conversation you want to get involved in. The subreddit's a great place. Also, uh, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, all of those places where we can be followed. Um, information for that's at the end of the show. But again, the subreddit information's not there yet. So if you're looking for us on that, uh, please type in that URL and subscribe. Yeah. And with that, let's get Naruto. caught up on previously on Naruto. 
Yes. So previously on Naruto, we have our characters, Naruto, the main character, who is a loud, energetic, optimistic kid who has a moderate level of ability. He also houses in his body the nine-tailed fox demon, which is an incredibly powerful beast um, that can destroy entire cities and was uh, sealed within him when he was a baby. Uh, His teammates are Sakura, who has extremely little going for her at this point in the story. She's basically just the girl um, and in these episodes does almost nothing. The other teammate is much more important and relevant at this point and all points of the story. That's Sasuke. He is the sort of brooding, dark, and uh, very talented, uh, naturally um, foil to Naruto. Um, He has a tortured past, which will be referenced a little bit in this. He also has something called the Sharingan, which is a special eye technique that he inherited through his family's bloodline that gives him a little bit more of an affinity in combat. Um, The three of them are in the middle of a Chunin exam. The Chunin is a ninja level, basically a level of achievement that they are working to achieve. They passed their first uh, exam phase in our last episode. That was phase one. It was just a written test, but there was a little more to it than that. If you want details, go back and listen to our last Naruto episode. Um, This is phase two. It's taking place in the forest of death. And they're about to head into it. I think that's pretty yeah. much it. There's ninja from all over. It's not just ninja from their village. Lots of ninja are competing. Um, but those are pretty much all the main characters that we've gotten any significant screen time with in the past. Um, yeah. And so today we're going to be covering 27 through 30. And... Yeah, and we have a brand new intro. We are officially out of the 80s, Fuck you guys. Yes. <laughs> Now, uh, astute listeners may notice that we are not covering episode 26. That's because it's a filler episode. I am pretty sure there might be a frame story to it, but it's literally so much of a filler that the start of episode 27, the first, like, 30 seconds of it is the end of episode 25. Like, literally, if you skip 26, you don't even notice it. Um, Yeah, it's kind of weird that, like... Like, we recorded we recorded the Hunter x Hunter episode, which, like, uh, came out... Has like, the same thing. Know, ...today. Yeah, and they have, like, that same sort of thing inside of there. And I sort of get that you have to, like, connect anime stories if they're going week by week. Because yeah. it's, like, people catching up. But, like, it is. it seems like a really antiquated technique when you're, when you're now getting everything in, like, binge format. Yeah, um, it's definitely of a, a sort of a bygone era, and you really don't see the sort of clip show or recap episode hardly at all anymore, um, at least not on anything that I've watched recently. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think with Hunter x Hunter, I remember reading somewhere that they had done it explicitly because the first uh, 12 episodes sort of came in before the show got popular, and then they like moved to a new time slot or a new network or something, so they did that episode to like get people interested. Whereas with Naruto, I don't know. It might've been the same kind of thing because Naruto obviously was wildly popular for a long time. And this is like Mm -hmm. pretty early on in the story. So maybe it was the same thing, but uh, it makes a little bit more sense to cover 25 episodes of content rather than 12. Yeah, for real. Anyways. um, So the new intro is sweet. Um, It's so good. It is. It is one of my favorite um, uh, openings. Um, Fighting Dreamers is my favorite, though. That's uh, your favorite? <laughs> that one, I like that one, but it's goofy. 
My favorite is the one from the Sasuke. My favorite's the one from the Sasuke retrieval arc where it's like at the beginning and then it has like the really upbeat guitar. It's so sweet. Man, I I will admit to being like a full on nerd last week when I I had I was like I was like watching those episodes of Hunter X Hunter and then Cowboy Bebop and I was like, God, this music is so good. I just want to listen to a bunch of anime openings. And so I found this station on YouTube that was just like a whole bunch of anime openings. Uh, and the one, there's some of them that I'm like, uh, and then all of the ones that are by an artist named Yue, it's like a Y-U-I, um, is her name. And she does the fucking opening for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my God, so that opening good. is so good. But she does a bunch of other animes too. Like she has her songs on them. And I had this moment where I was like, I was like, hold on, are these people making these songs and then like for anime or do they the songs already exist and they're popular and then they're just used at the start of a show um, and i, I like i would kind of know I the legitimately i don't want you to tell me because i legitimately want to have a conversation with people online about it so like if you know please talk to me about it because like i would like to know if you i don't know i want to get listeners in japan the answer just, like, is out there if you would like Who to talk to Spencer dumbass? about it and uh, pontificate wildly on what you think might be the reason, uh, reach out to him on social media. If you would like to talk to me about it, about where I found the answer and where you too can find it, reach out to me. Uh, yeah, we'll see what what type of listeners we got. Um, so but yeah, this this, this new intro episode... is sweet, and I'm glad we've left the '80s intro behind. Yeah, for real, and, and, and also left that guy in the water to drown. Yeah, he's, he's done. Dead. Yeah, he didn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, this episode <laughs> opens up with uh, Anko. Um, she is. Um, wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. Anko, Anko's the girl in the chainmail, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's she's not a huge character, so it's hold on, not... hold on, hold on, hold on. What is his name again? That has like the scar face. He was the one that was Ibiki. giving the written exam. Ibiki. God, I. Keep on like forgetting the minor characters that make very little appearances in the show. I forget like all of their names. Like like when you told me that there was a like a person named like Eggy. Mo Eggy. Bruh. <laughs> you gotta get Mo Eggy. It's just like when I found out about that, I was just like, they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And well, then I was like, wait a minute, the show just started. <laughs> I don't know what Moegi means in Japanese. It could be like a normal name, but if I had to guess, I bet it's not. I bet it's it's like a noun. Japanese or like for that. more eggs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not that, even though it may have been co-opted to be that in an, a recent episode title of an anime podcast that I know about. Yeah, for real. So uh Anko, she's cool. She's kind of got like purplish hair and she's sort of like a tomboyish badass. I have always loved her since she first showed up when I was watching Naruto originally as a kid. Um because she has a really cool character design, but she's actually not a huge character. She doesn't show very show up very much outside of like these four episodes, which uh-huh. is kind of sad cuz I really like her. But whatever. She's here and she's like, "Hey, you guys are going to realize why we named this place the Forest of Death." And then Naruto just immediately makes fun of her, how like serious, um, like how serious she's being. But then somebody throws a kunai past his cheek and like scratches it and leaves a big cut on his face. Well, oh no, it's like a weird, 
It's Anko like who throws it because <laughs> she's the fucking yeah. proctor of the exam. And she's like, here, I'm going to throw a knife at you real quick. And she's yeah, like, and you're then, the kind of kid who's going to die first. <laughs> and then like a weird tongue like comes out of like one of the people. This is an ominous tongue. Um, yeah. And like Ooh, an picks up her kunai tongue. to like, <laughs> like return it to her. An and, ominous like, tongue sounds um, like the worst porn horror movie ever. Stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so um so like it, it like whoever this person is wh- who is uh, who is it? I don't know. You can't really tell that it's like it's one of the it's one of the ninjas that has like a squiggly line across From its the, forehead. With the grass village. The gra- that's not the village I'm, that's the not grass. a joke. That's actually what they are. Yeah, it's really stupid. Anyways, um You're so uh, stupid. Uh, she he is returning because um, I don't I don't know uh, I don't know anyways anyways uh, we think <laughs> like, this it's pretty- person is a she right now but that sentence might be a little bit of a spoiler yeah anyways um, so they're returning uh, the kunai to Anko Anko pulls another kunai and is just like you better be careful with that I'm like cut that tongue off <laughs> put it right out of <laughs> your mouth cut your tongue <laughs> get his eyes cut him in the eye. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, Anko then pulls out uh, the gigantic consent form. Um, yes, which this I thought is was so all... weird. <laughs> it's like, here, okay, you guys, we're going into this forest to death. I'm going to throw a knife at one of my students. And now here's a paper legally absolving us if you die. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what the f- it, it feels so out of place. So I wrote down that this was a weirdly modern and legalistic thing to do. But the other thought that I had was that it feels out of place in a ninja-centric world. Like, these are students in a ninja school. Like, one of the villages, literally their exam to, like, pass into ninjahood is a murder test. Like, you try to kill your best friend from the ninja school. Like, this is a world that is extremely acquainted with death. So it's really strange to see them pulling out legal absolution for death in this. Like, really? Are you guys going to get sued if somebody dies in this exam in this world that you've built? Like, I don't believe it. Yeah. Um, And so the next thing that you find out after I I assume they signed all the forms um, is that they are going to be released into this forest. Uh, So every, every group of three is going to be released into the forest, and they're going to either get one of two scrolls. Um, either they're going to get a scroll of the heaven or a scroll of the earth. And um, in order to pass, they must escape from the forest with both. So um, they're yeah, there's, basically there's going to have to either... like yeah going in, So mm-hmm. and each one only has one. So only 13 teams max can make it out. Unless Not you're alive, like, but like make it out and pass. <laughs> Yeah, unless you're like a complete dick and then you can take a whole bunch of scrolls, which is maybe something that may be happening. But that possibly might happen. Is, they also yeah. have a time limit of five days. And I like I know that I've mentioned this like the last 18 episodes or so, but the, the comparisons between Naruto and Hunter x Hunter right now are insane. And I would note that while we are covering them concurrently, I don't think they were coming out concurrently. So, which is not me trying to say that one is derivative of the other or is, like, plagiarizing the other. But uh, I just think it's interesting how similar these plot lines are. Uh, Again, I don't think they're 
they're taking i don't think they're riffing off of each other i think they're both riffing off of like really common anime plot ideas um yeah, for real. which is they're good ideas i mean these are both really good arcs in both shows like I think the pat like the batch of Naruto episodes today are easily the best Naruto episodes we've watched so far. Yeah, and then um, the the next thing that she lays out is the other rules. The other rules are as follows: you will lose if all three team members do not make it out in time, or if someone dies on your team, or if someone looks at the contents of the scrolls. Yeah. Now you said that last part like that might portend something. Maybe. So the something else I noticed was they're going into the forest and they talk, they stand around. She like says a rule or something and they stand around briefly talking out loud about it. And it, like it cuts to a couple of different characters being like, oh, well, this disadvantages people who do whatever. And this is another juxtaposition against Hunter x Hunter where we as the audience are exposed to the advantages and disadvantages of one way of speaking but it's always done with like Kurapika talking to Leorio in private or a character thinking to themselves. And in Naruto, they just like literally all just blurt out like their internal <laughs> thoughts. They just have like a little group thinky session to talk through this. And it's just so this is it's a this is a really good set of episodes, but there are some strange narrative missteps, especially in 27. Yeah. In this episode also, there is one of one of the dumbest moments with one of the characters who literally has, man, I think that, I, okay, so I like the team of Ino, Shikamaru, and Choji. We're going to talk about them here in a moment. Um, yeah. But I just want to get out, air They're out some They're going to be big next with, time, too. With, oh, man. So I'm going to air out some grief I have with Choji. <sighs> so here's the thing. He's so, so bad. He, he has literally two, two cool moments in all all of Naruto, like Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, it is infuriating because yeah. like he's his character has just such a badass ability. Um, and we'll we'll not get into that yet, but like he just doesn't live up to his potential inside of the show as a general. And I forgot that the first time you basically fucking meet him, it's inside of this forest of death, and he's just eating a bag of chips. And he drops the bag of chips and almost gets them fucking ambushed. Yeah, he's uh. he's just eating chips. He's they've been in the forest for like maybe a half an hour, and he's like, "I'm bushed. I need a snack." He's because he's basically like, I think his problem is that he was designed as a character trope, and you yeah. get characters on his team like Shikamaru is a big standout Naruto character. He's a he's a really big deal. He's a great character, and he has a really cool personality and a really cool ability. And then Choji's a fat guy who can make himself bigger. Don't tell them about what he can do. Well, we'll cover it in depth later. And it's way cooler than that. And he has, like, some really badass moments. But, like, and his, just, well, like... Well, his dad right... has a cooler fight than he fucking does. Except for the that one time. But it's only one time. Right. But, like, it's... That's sort of, like... That's his deal, right? Like, other... Some of the characters get a, a raw deal. Like, we talked about that with Sakura in the past. Like... The creator of Naruto has admitted that he didn't know what to do with her. And you can tell she she might as well not be there in these episodes, even though she's one of the three man team of our main characters, you know, and Choji, I think, kind of gets that on the Inoshika Cho team. Yeah, so they they almost got caught by that. They escaped from these other ninjas. 
Then there is a badass moment, and I love every character on this team. Yeah, this is a great this team. This other team is Hinata, Shino, and Kiba. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, I, f- I forgot about Akamaru, um, yeah. who is the little dogs. Yeah, so um, Kiba has a little dog named Akamaru. Um, it is a really cool little dog. Um, and they are about to be attacked by this other team that's like... <laughs> like stalking them inside of like the branches and the way that they're talking is is it's like really loud as if like they don't know what's going on around them but they're really setting this trap that was set by Shino and they also don't give away what Shino does in this moment but he summoned those fucking leeches man you know yeah. he did i'm not sure if he summoned them or if they just knew a about them because they talk about so they're called Konoha flying leeches which is horrifying and basically yes. <laughs> they're giant fucking leeches that like I guess live in the treetops and drop the fuck down on you and yes. so they either set them there or lured them there or summoned them there or just knew that they were there and exploited these these other ninja from out of town and their sort of ignorance of the local flora and mm. <laughs> fauna and then like they spring this trap. It's pretty sweet. So that basically what we're getting at is there's some cool moments with other characters. Then we get back to our main characters. Yeah. And then we go um, back to this and there's a very dumb moment with Naruto where he has to go pee. Um, and then when he returns, uh, uh, Sasuke attacks him. And then there's this whole bit um, for like a minute of like, who's wrong and who's right and who's real. And who's yeah, basically not. there's like two or yeah. three there's like two or three moments at the end of this episode and the next episode that have the exact same narrative beats, which are Naruto goes off screen. Naruto comes back. Sasuke attacks Naruto. Sakura is like, Sasuke, what are you doing? And Sasuke is like, this is not Naruto for reason. And they're both good moments, but they happen right after one another. So they sort of cancel each other out, but we're going to talk about them because here the fuck we are. So like this one, this one is kind of dumb, and it's like a snorkel ninja, which is Blake's words, not mine. Snorkel I think guy he has this really. I it's think a he gas has this mask, breathing technically. apparatus. Yeah, but, but like that's what I wrote down always... while I was watching it. Is weird snorkel man. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so... Sasuke can tell it's not Naruto because he doesn't have the cut on his cheek from earlier, and his uh, he's a, a holster on his leg where he keeps like his shuriken, and it's on the wrong side. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And That's so, a, this is a good Sasuke moment. So this this leads into um, the next episode, which is Eat or Be Eaten, Panic in the Forest. very sparse notes on this episode, by the way. Yeah. So this episode is, this episode is very good. Um, there yeah. is a uh, sweet fight where Sasuke beats the, uh, the crap out of the snorkel guy with Sharingan. Uh, if you want to see it, you should watch the episode. Um, yeah, it's a really it's, good fight. Like we we don't go as much into fights anymore, just because like if you want to watch them, you can you can watch those episodes. We're mostly yeah. going to go beat by beat because we're not going to do them complete justice. It's pretty there's, sweet, and like the show super gets visual. better in fighting. Yeah, yeah, and it, the thing about fights too is that some of the fights in Naruto are mental battles, and they may yeah. be accompanied by moves. But it's like if it's interesting to show the character's prowess or skill then we'll talk about it. If it's just a cool flurry of moves, we're just going to mention that it happened. And this is a little bit more of the cool flurry of moves. I mean, Sasuke kind of outsmarts this guy, but 
mostly he accomplished that by telling that it wasn't Naruto, and then he just beats the Christ yeah. out of him. Yeah, and then there's the next part, which is they decide that there's going to be a password. They tell everybody the password. I love this so much. <laughs> so Sasuke's like, we need a password so that what just happened doesn't happen again. And here it is. And then he does the longest password. It's like it's like an eight-line poem or something like that. And he says it, and he goes, all right, I'm going to tell you the password, and I'm only going to say this once. And then he says it, and immediately Naruto goes, can you repeat that? <laughs> it's like, no. And Sakura's yeah. like, how did you not memorize that? <laughs> yeah, and then they are attacked, and Naruto like wanders back to them, and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, what's the password? And then he gives them the full password. And he's like, you're not the real Naruto. Because we yeah, have forgotten this is it. The exact, this is what I was talking about. These are both good moments. This one is funny. And the last one is a good to show like Sasuke is paying attention. He's He's got like a high level of observation. But this is so stupid because they just did this. And then like moments later, they do the exact same beats because Sasuke is like, you're not Naruto. And like punches him and Sakura just like last time is like Sasuke what are you doing like <laughs> get with the program Sakura get on get on the boat get on the boat Sakura <laughs> anyways okay anyways so meanwhile Naruto is being eaten by a giant snake yeah that happens so fast so he, like, he's just like there and then there's a snake and he's eh <laughs> Yeah, and then um, there's this whole, like, this whole flashback scene that comes up with, like, um, I don't know, Naruto's his, remembering how to use his homo jutsus or his, something. No, he's remembering his homoerotic rivalry with Sasuke and how he's not done with him yet. <laughs> but then he, so the way that he's been stabbing at the snake with his kunai, but the snake's massive, and the kunai is doing nothing. And then yeah. he's like, he uses shadow clone jutsu, so suddenly there's like a billion of him, and the snake literally explodes, and it's <laughs> gross. Okay. Meanwhile, the weird imposter of Naruto turns into the creepy Shman from earlier. Um, Shman! And, <laughs> and uh, Sasuke reveals that he knew that they were being watched, which is why he chose the password in the first place. Yeah, so um, I loved that the password wasn't for them to reveal themselves, but was so that he could trick somebody into accidentally revealing themselves. And I love that shit. I like that you wrote down, crazy beat, bitch eats the scroll. <laughs> I'm sorry, the full note is, crazy bitch eats her scroll for reals. So then, she's she has the other scroll. They They have heaven or earth, and she's got the opposite one. And she's like, oh, do you want this scroll from me? And then she just, like, unhinges her jaw and sticks out her weird prehensile tongue and eats it. Yeah, and then you wrote down that she knocked them out with bloodlust, that the initially mistake is genjutsu. I was yeah. like, I don't, is that bloodlust? Are you just getting mixed this up with Hunter x Hunter? No, because they... trying to turn... Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to turn this character into Hisoka? They Okay, so number one, I thought it was Genjutsu because the sequence happens all of a sudden and it's like flashes of like fire and flashes of them being like tortured and shit. And I was like, oh shit, they got put into Genjutsu. And I wrote down, she immediately knocks them out with Genjutsu. 
And then they were like, the sequence ends a second later, and they're like, that wasn't even Genjutsu. That's just her bloodlust. And I was like, for real, y'all? Are you Hisoka right now? Like, it's (laughs) very much Hisoka, which, again, like, this is, I think, the third time this episode we've drawn a comparison to the Hunter x Hunter arc. But, like, this is a creepy, sometimes sexually creepy character that has appeared who has given someone basically paralysis through sheer bloodlust. Like, the comparisons are impossible not to make because they're so similar. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of kunais that are thrown from her, um, and she's trying to just straight up kill them. Uh, Sasuke uh, manages to get away. Sakura is wounded. Uh, No, he wounds himself. um, This is really cool. So Sasuke is basically like paralyzed by fear. And then he has pulled out his kunai knife to try and attack this woman. Man, I almost said her name. So that he's pulled out the kunai knife to attack this woman. And he's like, he pulls it out, barely able to move. And she's like, Oh, what are you going to do with that? And then throws her kunai at him and Sakura's heads to kill them. And instead of like parrying it, he basically stabs himself in the leg to shock him into being able to move again, which is a pretty sweet moment. So then he yeah. like leaps to save Sakura and they flee up the trees. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is another fucking giant snake that attacks Sasuke and Sakura where like they're being, they're like hiding in the trees. Sasuke is, uh, is attacks the snake and it reveals itself to be the Shman. And then well, she was like, they, like hiding in it or something. I don't know. Yeah. She, like, comes she, like, out of its out head of, like, after it dies. Yeah. And then she like turns into a snake and then attacks Sasuke again. And She's Naruto like a, shows up a snake, per- like her body elongates in the way of a snake. She doesn't, she doesn't turn into a snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it Anyways. like several hundred episodes. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, Naruto shows up, stops her, and then there's another funny moment where Naruto's like, I forgot the password. He's so fucking (laughs) proud. (laughs) This was maybe my favorite Naruto moment of the show, because he shows up and he's like genuinely heroic, because he's he's like the come-to-save-the-day hero, but he just can't stop himself from being a self-righteous ass at the same time, and it's great. Yeah. So, so we head into episode 29 and the first few minutes after this after the intro are recap of the last episode. I skipped I skipped about exactly 5 minutes ahead which included the slightly longer than a minute intro. So if you're looking to uh watch the intro and then skip ahead or just skip all that altogether, there's a a good amount of rehashing what we've already seen at at the start of this episode. So don't, don't be tricked. Yeah. So, um, Sasuke tells Naruto to, to run as soon as this, like whole thing starts happening because like, um, uh, Naruto, he thinks is not going to be able to stand up to the snake at all. Yeah. Basically Sasuke has deduced that this person will succeed in killing them if they face her. So they need Mm -hmm. to flee. Yeah. And he offers her the scroll if she'll just leave them alive. And Naruto, like, grabs it instead. And he's right. like, so Sasuke, Sasuke you're fake! Yeah, Sasuke tosses the scroll to her, and Naruto just blitzes by and snags it. And mm. he's, like, basically, like, 
you were talking about using a password so we could tell whether or not we're fake, but you're the you're the imposter because the Sasuke that I know isn't such a dumb coward. <laughs> it's savage. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's another snake summoning that that happens uh, right before this, um, and like right as we're about to get into this fight, there is a cut back uh, to the village. Um, yeah, and there's gonna build some uh, tension the, here. Yeah, so the the people that are giving the exam, uh, you wrote down proctors. Um, I think they're just kind of ninjas, though. I don't proctor think they're proctors. Is, the proctors. The proctor is like a term for someone who. Is like overseeing something. Right? No, I know what the word means. I'm just saying that I don't think that these three ninjas that find it are proctors. I think they might just be like ninjas from the village. That oh, I got you. It. I see what you're saying. I, I got you. Yeah. But what we are finding is someone dead on the ground wearing clothes that are very similar to this person that we've and seen attacking with the snake. We've also technically seen two people with her, and they are very nondescript, and they like never show up. I don't know who these people were, but they are not yeah. important, and we don't see them. Yeah, anyways. Um, so, uh, Anko is summoned to find the corpse's, uh, the corpse's face has been completely removed from the person. Um, and yeah, then this is some she's silence like, of the oh, lamb no. shit right here. Yeah, she was like, oh god, I know what this jutsu is. And then she's like, I need to go, I need the, for the Kage to be informed of what the fuck is happening, and then we need to get the Anbu to go into, like, into the forest in the meantime. Yeah, the Anbu, as a reminder, they are the, like, black ops ninja of this world, and the Hokage is the ninja president. Yeah, so, anyways. So, uh... Naruto is fighting the snake, and he gets knocked down pretty hard, uh, but instead of getting knocked out, his eyes go red and slitted, and he has like become super strong because the fox chakra is starting to infuse itself with his own. So he's yeah, like, and he's he's almost hulking he's, out here. Yeah, he starts to go crazy, and then there is a giant snake that is summoned, and it starts to go down. Um, and like right at the last moment, Naruto just like jumps down grabs its face like while he's facing Sasuke and like slams the snake down into the tree side and yeah. like you see his hands like in like cutting into the snake's face he's grabbed it so hard well he's got a kunai well i thought he did it with his hands he maybe he's got like his hand on one side and the knife on the other cuz only remember one knife whatever He's there in front of Sasuke. He's just saved Sasuke's life. Sasuke, who, meanwhile, this whole time has been frozen solid. And Naruto calls him a scaredy cat, which is a callback. And I was a little frustrated because they immediately flash back to the scene that they're calling back to. And I was like, no, I, I remember. I'm, I'm good. Let's just keep going. But they do a flashback <laughs> to remind you that when Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura, and Kakashi initially left the village to go on their mission that took them to the land of waves they first had an encounter with two ninja assassins and sasuke called naruto a scaredy cat after that encounter and so this is not naruto calling sasuke names but making a deliberate callback to call attention to sasuke's inaction and to sort of like challenge him and be like you know what's up with you like you need to act yeah. Um, meanwhile, Naruto is lifted up into the air by the crazy schman's tongue. And yeah, then man, I uh, forgot she, about this. 
she uses like this technique where like all five of her fingers start growing with like this purple chakra. Yeah, and then she, she like slams the, it. She knows that the fox is sealed within Naruto, and she can tell that. Like she didn't know it beforehand, but she's seen like his transformation and how he's behaving, and she can tell. And then yeah. she like lifts up his shirt, and on his stomach, like around his belly button, there's this like sort of circular figure that looks almost like it was written there in black ink. And mm-hmm. yeah, she makes her fingers glow. That sounds weird. <laughs> and then yeah. and she like slams it into fingers. the seal. <laughs> she slams it into the seal and like seals his chakra back inside of himself and then just like throws him off of her after taking the scroll and right before he plummets to his death Sasuke like appears grabs him and like sets him down no no and, no like, no, as no, no, he... no this is a sock this is the only thing Sakura does in this arc and she's gonna get credit oh god she oh god I forgot Sasuke Sakura. is still <laughs> yeah Sakura has been here this whole time she's also frozen in fear she's just on a different branch and I'm not joking with you She's just on a different branch, like, a little bit removed from the action and has been completely ignored. Like, she has not been put in danger. She's not said anything. Like, she has been written out of the story, basically, for the last I almost completely written her out of the story. Yeah, you were literally replacing her only, like, heroic action. So, like, Sasuke does not rescue Naruto. He is still frozen in fear. Naruto is plummeting to his death, and Sakura's like, he's gonna fall to his death... And she throws a kunai with expert precision, and it snatches the like back of Naruto's jacket and pins him to a tree. Dear listeners, I literally watched this episode today, and I had forgotten that she did this. Sakura gets a bum <laughs> rap. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, meanwhile, Sasuke is starting to snap out of his like I don't know weird state where he's kind of like. I don't know if I can fight or not. Yeah, and it's looks like up fear stupor. And, and he's like got his Sharingan going on. Yeah, he remembers his past and he specifically remembers a mysterious figure who also has the Sharingan telling him <laughs> basically <laughs> if you're if you want to be a coward and if you want to hang on to this like this pointless life of yours or this unfulfilling life or something like that. I didn't write down the exact quote, but he basically is taunting Sasuke about running away. And Sasuke remembers this and, you know, sort of resolves not to and activates his oh, own Sharingan to, to get into high quality animation. So he's we such, are. He's just such a dick. We have arrived at episode 30, and you should watch episode 30. It yeah. is one of the episodes that I remember the most fondly, and it's because this is one of the high quality animation moments. And so as we've talked. They don't, they basically don't spread out the funding for the animation evenly across all of the episodes. Um, you'll actually That's see true. that a lot more commonly these days with sort of the modern era of anime. So you'll see high quality consistency throughout Attack on Titan or My Hero Academia. You'll also see high quality animation consistently throughout things like Cowboy Bebop because those, or One Punch Man actually, those are limited runs. Um, weirdly, you see pretty high-quality animation consistently through Hunter x Hunter, and that is kind of an anomaly. Long-running shows like that Ooh, don't tend to have... We gotta talk about that. <laughs> right now? Have you... Let's have fucking you... go. Okay. All right, so there's an article um, that uh, that 
I read over and I need to find it again. And one of the things that they talk about is how fucking Hunter x Hunter, like, they basically were on the brink of bankruptcy the entire time they were doing the anime. And the reason why is because he was, he refused to lay off like six people that like were costing them too much money that they were so that they would have better animation. Yes. That makes sense. It's beautiful. Yeah. And when I found that out, I was like, Oh shit, man. And they don't even use any bullshit anime or bullshit like anime, um, uh, 3d animation. Yeah. Which is my fucking least favorite thing in the entire world, by the I way. Know, man. It's I hard. fucking hate it more than anything else. There is one 3D anime that I will say is like worth watching, which is Knights of Sidonia. And yeah. it's just because Netflix was like, have some fucking money, make it in 3D. They made a choice to make it in 3D. They and the reason good. why is because they they wanted to capture the like the emptiness of space. Yeah. And like the artificial like the the artificiality of the people um and like who they are. By the way, Knights of Sidonia, great show. Go seriously yeah. go out and watch it. It's Attack on Titan in Space. Uh so it's really good. Um yeah. anyways. Yeah, they I think I've watched uh Ruby, which is R W B Y, and that's pretty decent. The story's a little meh, but the action's really fun. And it's ongoing. Yeah. I, I haven't kept up with it because I, I don't think they've updated it on Netflix, and I, I'm not like looking. Yeah, for it. I get I get so frustrated with Netflix animes. Uh, sorry, yeah, we're man. tangenting here, guys. In the final episode, but I mean, yeah, we got I get time. really, I get really, really frustrated though because it's like it's really fucking three animes out of the like 17 or 18 that they put out on Netflix that are just complete, like they're complete complete shows and the rest of them are just garbage that like i cannot i cannot bring myself to finish and i try all of them if they have like the netflix stamp on them i'm like i want to try this because i want to give them the benefit of the doubt because their first one was fucking knights of sidonia and their second one yeah and their second one was uh fucking uh why can't i think of it um the seven deadly sins yeah i'm like Seven Deadly Sins is fucking magic. And then Knights of Sidonia is pretty good. And then, like, there's garbage, 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 garbage. And then they came out with Fate, like, this week. Oh, is that good? It's really good. Oh, Um, I can't wait to watch it. It looks so sweet. I just... I just binged through all of it. If you haven't watched (laughs) any of, like, the the Fate series at all, it's, it's really, really good. Um, the, the biggest problem with it is because, because they, like, refuse to fucking tell you any backstory like they just don't and like i understand it's like it's a storytelling like they their whole storytelling thing is like we're gonna throw you into this world and we're not gonna give you backstory because life doesn't give you backstory and i i'm like that's cool and all but i want to know what the fuck the holy grail war started from can you please tell me at some point you bastards. Yeah, that looks really cool. I've watched the trailer once or twice. It looks sweet. I'm definitely looking forward to watching that. Oh, yeah. And speaking of anime quality um, that is fucking super high when they have a lot of budget, um, the Fate series had, has always had a high budget, and it's because they're a very limited run, which has a huge, huge cult following. And this one, they had such a big cult following, Netflix also matched the budget that they were coming out with. So they like co-produced it. And oh, so wow. every episode has unreal fucking fight sequences. Oof. 
like every single this. episode. It's yeah, really, really good. But you'll see, like, I, it's kind of my impression that they sort of get a budget to do the show, not a budget based on how many episodes of a show they want to do. So you'll yeah. see higher quality animation on shorter shows. Like, One Punch Man is incredibly high quality. Oh, yeah. Cowboy so Bebop is, like, is incredibly high. But, like, you'll see Cowboy Naruto, Bebop also... Cowboy Bebop, he also went fucking in debt yeah. to make Cowboy Bebop. Which was so worth it. I mean, what a masterpiece. But, like, yeah. you'll see these shows like Naruto or Bleach or something like that where they are cutting a lot of corners. And then you'll get to an episode like Naruto episode 30 where they're like, this episode's really important. It has a big battle. We need fluidity. We need high-quality animation. And they kick it up so many notches that it's almost unrecognizable. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's when you see when you see the chief animator on the show truly do the way that they like the chief animators do it do the show they wanted to do every single episode the way that they do it's it's almost like a touch of cartoon inside of it where like the characters they're the way that they move is like really exaggerated all of yeah. a sudden but it is fucking gorgeous yeah, we're gonna get there great. later on the last final, like the last big fight that happens in Naruto before it turns into Naruto Shippuden, it will blow your mind. If it's you've so never good. Seen it before. It's one of the it, best fights in anime. There's that's, I guess, a very polarizing statement because a lot of people don't like it because there's lots of flashbacks and there's lots of backstory and shit, and they mm-hmm. they sort of there's pacing issues, but the fight is amazing. Yeah, it's it's. The the biggest thing about it though is that like as good as that fight is, that fight is only as good as every single fight in One Punch Man. So like <laughs> that's a good point. Or in Mob Psycho 100. Mob Psycho <sighs> 100, it's like oh shit, that animation fight, like the fight sequences in that show are just unreal. Anyways, back right, to the so show. This fight sequence, uh, we're yeah. not gonna have a ton of details about it because as we said before, um, fight sequences that are about fast battle rather than outsmarting your opponent or something. They're hard to talk about on the podcast. And especially this fight, we're going to be taking away a lot from your experience. You should just watch it. It's sick, but essentially Sasuke, he has been spurred to motion and he is going to battle this woman and they launch a flurry of assaults that goes back and forth, um, Mm -hmm. trading the upper hand yeah, there's a whole bunch of like re- like really cool traps that are set too, and then like Sasuke uses this fucking crazy fire jutsu. Um, that's it's it's really really cool. Um, he like traps uh, her with wire. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, yeah. Anyways, eventually Sasuke gets the upper hand, and then at the completion of the battle, the woman, the Shman, his his face is starting to peel away. Yeah, and her and the, voice is starting to turn into like this weird, creepy male voice. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool transition. I wish they had like dragged it out and made the transition a little more gradual. But even as it is, it's still pretty sweet. Where they do like this woman is talking, and then you start to hear it's almost like two people are talking, and there's just like this quiet voice underneath it, and then they sort of like shift as the man's voice comes to the forefront and the woman's voice fades away and and ceases and it's just this like soft raspy male voice i don't remember what the american Mm. version sounds like but i think that qualifies for him as well yeah it's kind of it's it's kind of the same um but like (laughs) 
his Japanese voice is a fucking masterwork. It's in great. Work. He's, so, he's one of those characters that it, it leaves you really, really creeped out whenever he talks. Because yeah. it's, it's, every time he talks, it's almost like a mix between somebody who, um, uh, who, like you said, with like a raspy voice, also mixed with somebody who's talking in like, like baby softness, which yeah. is like makes it so fucking creepy. Yeah. So he says that Sasuke's eyes, speaking of his Sharingan, hold even more promise than his brother. And I think he says his brother's name here, but I, I wrote that down and didn't like go back and check on it. Um, and then he introduces himself as Orochimaru. And yep. this is a name that we will hear for a long time. Orochimaru is basically the series villain for a large portion of the run. Like, the entirety of the rest of Naruto pretty much and into a large, like long, deep section of Shippuden. Like Orochimaru is a big deal and he's going to be around for a long time. And it feels like it. It feels like we have met somebody who is dangerous and important. And we have. Yeah. And so, um, we also find out that the sound ninjas that are there, um, the ones who have the little, um, like, uh, the little note on their forehead or under his control. Yeah, um, we met them earlier during the exam arc. I think we skipped over that a little bit in our coverage, but if you've been watching along, you have seen these guys a few times. And we'll yeah. we'll get to them. The next big thing that happens is Orochimaru throws his neck, like, super long and, like, bites Sasuke on the neck and leaves this weird, like, uh, like curse symbol that is like uh three it's like three circles that has like a little like a a little it looks sort of like pointy a end to them. Yeah. Um they also look a little bit like the symbols of the Sharingan, which I yeah. I thought like maybe the creator just liked that symbol, or maybe it, that symbol by itself means something, or maybe he was literally referencing the Sharingan and wasn't quite sure where he was going with this. Uh but anyway, this is a huge deal. This is almost as important as the introduction of Orochimaru, and you could argue more important. Yeah. The this curse seal is a turning point in Sasuke's life that he will never recover from. Yeah, um, there is a uh, uh, there's a moment afterwards where Sakura is also there. Um, she oh, holds shit. Sasuke <laughs> as he like passes out. Um, and then she's crying for Naruto to come to them. Um, but he is also unconscious. And then she's just like, all right, I'm going to be important, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she, and before Orochimaru left them, before all that happened, he said something really portentous where he was like saying something about like the next time you guys see me. And Sakura's like, fuck that. We never want to see you again. And he's like, no, Sasuke will absolutely come looking for me so that he can get more power. And then he, like, literally morphs into the ground to leave them, and it's so creepy. So we're done with our main three for the rest of the episode, but we got uh, half... The second half of episode 30 is post this battle, and it is still pretty great. Yeah, so there's the Anko fight. So Anko is, like, right in front of Arachimaru as he's trying to escape. And then he's saying that, like, an S-class threat, um, and she Which, uh, if you'll remember, S-class is the highest. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, and she reveals that she trained underneath him. And then there's, like, a sweet fight. 
Yeah, and she has this cool jutsu where she basically shoots snakes out of her sleeves, which sounds way stupider than it looks now that I've said it out loud. <laughs> but it's like shadow snake jutsu or something like that. And she like extends her arm and all these snakes like like shoot out like ropes or whips or something like that and snag him and pull him to her. And then she's she like pins his arm to the tree by like stabbing a knife through her own hand and into his to pin it against a tree. And then she grabs his hand and she does something that's really cool. And I don't think we've seen this before, but it'll come up a few times where she is making hand symbols for a jutsu using his hand as the other half of the seal. And this is rare, but it does happen. And it, it's so weird because it's like involuntary. She's like, hey, I'm going to borrow your hand. And then she makes a seal and his eyes widen in surprise. And it's like, I don't know what the exact rules are on these hand symbols that, that activate these ninjutsu, but like, it's so weird that you can hijack somebody's hand and like not have them participate in the symbol, but you still get it. Like, why not, why not just make the symbols one handed? I I don't get whatever. Yeah. There's, um, there's this next part where she's like, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this technique that is going to, um, that is going to kill you, but it's also going to kill myself because you need to be taken down. Um, Which totally reminded me of something coming up in the nearish future that somehow I had completely forgotten about. Yeah. And there's, there's going to be like uh, a moment where she realizes that it's just a clone um, or I, um, yeah, he basically uh, like comes up out of the tree behind her and she's mm. like, this is a clone. And he's like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. And then, um, you see his face for the first time and then he, yeah, reveals he rips to... the other face off of it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Anko, uh, Orochimaru reveals that Anko also has the curse mark. And then he's like, I'm not here to destroy the Hokage, um, because, uh, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have enough subordinates. subordinates. Yeah. So number one, he's able to like inflict pain on her because of her curse marks. So he, like, he moves his hand or some shit. He's like force choking her basically. And she like grabs mm-hmm. her, her neck and is like, sort of like screaming in pain. She's totally weakened. And she kind of like involuntarily staggers toward him. But yeah, they have this discussion where she's like, what did you do? Did you come here to assassinate the Hokage? And he's like, no, I don't have enough subordinates to like take on the might of the leaf, leaf village. But, like, that's why he's here, though. Like, <laughs> Stop giving shit away. <laughs> we don't know this yet, but that's literally exactly why he's here. Like, don't, I wouldn't put it past him to lie to her in this moment, but I, I think this might have been something that was retroactively changed. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so he escapes. Orochimaru runs away. Um, and as she's, like, scrawling on the ground, she's... And you wrote this down that she's approached by wild tigers of all the fucking things. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it is a kind of a weird moment where it's they're like in so this strange. forest and we haven't, we've seen like weird flying leeches and also like nothing else except for, I guess, tigers in this forest. She's but also whatever. approached by wild tigers in like a clearing in the village. Like she's not in town. But she's, like, in a place that we've seen before. And, like, there's just three wild tigers hanging out here and about to eat her. And I was like, is, like, wildlife a serious concern in this universe? Because, like, I don't remember this shit. 
And this is so – it's such a weird thing to get, like, flying leeches, which, as far as I know, are not real creatures. And then just, like, tigers. And they just show up. I was also like, this is an Asian experience that we in America are completely detached from. Like, there is no place that we can go and be approached by wild tigers suddenly. Yeah. Um, so there's also, uh, like, the ombu coming down. Um and then you wrote down also like everyone and their mom uses something called a paralysis jutsu in this yes. episode. <laughs> yes, this was so weird. Okay, so earlier on, the kids were paralyzed by fear because of Orochimaru's bloodlust. That's fine, whatever. We talked a lot about how cool that is with Hisoka, and it's basically the same thing here. But then later on, Orochimaru uses something that she mentions is paralysis jutsu, or sorry, he she's. He's still dressed as a she, whatever. So Sasuke, <laughs> I think, thinks to himself, like, oh, it's paralysis jutsu. And then, like, later on, somebody else tries to use it. And then somebody else, the Ambu, use it against these tigers. And I'm like, this paralysis jutsu thing has come up several times in the last episodes, but not before this. And as far as I remember, not after this, because it's way too powerful. Like, you basically yeah. sort of wave your hand at somebody and they can't move anymore. And, like... Also, one of the main characters, and arguably two of the main characters, their like whole shtick is basically paralysis jutsu. So if every fucking third person walking around the world can do that but better, like it really devalues you. So I'm pretty sure this was sort of something that the author came up with and then was like, mm, that's too good for everybody to be able to do all the time. And then just yeah. quietly put it to the side. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the next, there's a couple things that happen after this, which is that the Ambu, um, is instructed because they're seeing the curse mark on, uh, Anko coming out that Arachimaru must be here. And so they declare a state of emergency with the Hokage. Um, and the last thing that we see in the episode is the sound ninja and they're stalking Sakura as she's running away with Naruto. And uh, well, no, we she's, find out that they've... she's found refuge with them, but she's like laid Sakura yeah. or Sasuke and Naruto out. And she's like, I'm going to protect yeah. them, but she's being yeah. watched. And somebody's yeah. watching and... you. And they've been in, instructed to capture Sasuke. And that's where we leave episode yeah. 30. They, It's like a little bit of a cliffhanger, too, because they talk about how, like, if they can capture Sasuke, they can kill Sakura and Naruto in the process. And they seem pretty excited yeah. about that. And that's the end of the episode. Okay, so uh, stick with us. Yeah, uh, we're running, we're running a little bit long, but yeah, uh, we talked about some other shit for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, stick with us, uh, and we'll talk about the next episode uh, or well, whatever. And after the next, <laughs> I can't talk. What the? Fuck? Anyways, yeah, I'm having a stroke. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> stick with us. We'll be back in a minute. Oh my god. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Uh-huh.
Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. It's the finale of One Punch Man. Yeah, he's going to fight in space!